ready to get into what I want to talk about today. I'm going to take a little bit of your time, and I want to share some. We're we, we, we going to walk in some deep water today. Is that okay? Amen. That's all right. Amen. And, uh, my goal here is not to build up people on the road, but to strengthen, amen, your pastor, amen. and to strengthen the joint and the connections yes. that you have with this house. Can you say amen? Amen. amen? So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your goodness and kindness. We thank you for your tender mercies. Lord, I declare that this is the day that you have made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And Father God, I thank you for grace upon me that I may speak accurately and rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, give your people ears to hear, hearts to under, hearts to receive, and mind to comprehend. Lord, use my tongue to pen a ready writer. Think your thoughts through my mind. Speak your words through my mouth. Yes. Let my lips declare the truth and nothing but the truth in the name of Jesus. I thank you that upon these three leaders here today, both from this house and from our house, there'll be a supernatural divine impartation, God, yes. that will cause them to take their leadership uh, repertoire to another level yes. and to be a better leader in the house of God to do kingdom business. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Again, I'm going to teach to you today, and so I'm going to take my time and I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be eternal but not everlasting, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to, we're going to walk through some stuff. Amen. And uh, I'll get through quick if you say amen and talk back to me a little bit. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Uh, I want to uh, look at that. Uh, and I'm reading it from the New American, I mean, the New American Standard Bible. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. It says in verse 14, when you get to say amen, when you get your Bible or your iPad or your phone, amen. Actually, I did something today I haven't done in a couple of years. I actually got my Bible with me. I used to have my Bible print on my script. I still have them, but I, I, I know today I'm going to have to do a little bit of ad-libbing and, 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 and freelancing, so I need to, you know, jump through the Bible, okay? Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives is named. Verse 15 again. From whom every family in heaven and earth derives is named. Using that word family in that scripture about every family in earth deriving his name, talking about every the family of God. I want to use the subject today, family genes. Family genes. Now what is a family? A family is defined as a group of people related by ancestry or by marriage. Okay? In other words, we related because we were born in the same family, we were born together like you, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, uncles, aunts, ancestral, or by marriage. In other words, you married a person, a man, or you married a woman, and as a result, you into another family, you have a family on the in-law side, inside the other family, so you're joined together either by birth, ancestry, or by marriage. Yes. Okay? Uh, now, the one thing about family is this here, is that every family, every person, uh, what's we're looking for? Deoxy, Rabo, nucleic acid. You know the best, that's DNA. We have DNA. 
And so what happens is when they if if if, if, if I have a son and, and they can if they cut him and took my DNA and match with his DNA, they should match. That's how they tell, that's how they tell whether you know a father is the father of that child DNA. Okay? Mm -hmm. And everybody has a distinct DNA. It, what the DNA has, it, 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 it contains the genetic code and transmits an hereditary pattern. Mm. Gives you identity. Well, just like you have an, a DNA in a natural family, a genetic code and a hereditary pattern, you ought to have the DNA of the spiritual family you are part of. Okay? So we bring it down spiritually. You that are part of Jehovah Shalom ought to have the DNA of Pastor Kieran. Amen. I should to dissect you. I, I should to sit down with her for 45 minutes, pick her brain, talk about her, talk to her, find her vision, get to know what her purpose is, what's, what's important to her, and then come sit down with you. Come on now. Come on now. Hallelujah. And, and tell by your conversation, by your language, by your spirit, that this is a DNA match. I was at a pastor's church once, Pastor Kieran, uh, Kieran and, and we, we had a leadership so just like this here. And, and at the end of the day, he asked me for my assessment. And I said, there were about 10, there were about, about, about 10 people there, oh, maybe 10 or 20. And I told that, and I said, sir, I said, out of the 10 people that I interacted with, you really got two good leaders. Nah, 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 nah. He said, oh, no, no. He said, he, he, he kept trying to go back for me to tell me I knew what I was talking about. I said, you brought me here as the expert. And so if I'm giving you my based on, he said, and so then I just went Tom Cruise on You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but I made that assessment based on a, I, I did a DNA test. For my teaching, and I and I asked them some questions. It was into the session, so I was asking questions, and the questions would probe certain responses yeah. if they had the right DNA. Come on. But I didn't get the answers, and I said, "You only had two. And he he he, he would love it. He really fought out, but I tell you what happened with my session. Now he, he loved my teaching, just not my session. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like you love the teacher until she gives you a test and you fuck and you blame her because you fuck. So you well, within a year, his leadership had turned over. Wow. And most of those others that I told him wasn't were going to get to call me back and repent. And I, and I, didn't, I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just saying they didn't have the DNA. Okay, you ought to have the DNA of the family. Of his house. Yes, amen. All right. Now. Talking, say amen, huh? amen. All right. Now, now. So, 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 so you should have the DNA. And, and understand something. In, in, in the spirit, in, in, in the natural, we are joined to a family by blood. And we often say blood is thicker than water, you know. But in the kingdom, we are not joined to a family by blood, but by covenant. Yes. It simply means that we have cut covenant together. There's a covenant that you have cut with this pastor and with this house. And so you're joined by that covenant. Yeah. And covenant ain't based on emotions, your feelings, what you think. Covenant is based on a decision you made, accepting a joint. 
I'm not sons. I'm not dealing with gender here, okay? Because sonship in the Bible is not about gender. It's about position. You with me? Amen. My position in Christ is a son. See, yo, you can be a female, but your position is a son of God. Say amen. We're talking about position here, okay? And so God is building the kingdom and kingdom ministry with mature sons. So what he needs you to be is mature son. That's what we have today. We have the maturity now. So God builds. Now there are three ways God builds. Uh, three ways. We're gonna, we're gonna hit two of hard and we're gonna hit the third. We're gonna hit the But the first way God builds is God builds relationally. Somebody say relationally. relationally. Say it again, relationally. relationally. In other words, God builds with out of relationship. Uh-huh. In other words, the first area of relation is we come to realize that God builds with the revelation of who Christ is. Then after you then, after you understand who Christ is as far as salvation, the next elevation God brings you to is who have you called to lead me? Come on now. Who have you joined me to? Mm. Who have you connected me to? Yes, Are you listening to it? And you have to have a revelation of that. Because once you've got a revelation of that, you understand that I'm connected to this pastor, to this woman of God, by revelation. I know, like I know, like I know, like I know. Therefore, it moves everything else that the enemy come against you, man. You have to have a revelation of who it is. And so, to the degree that you understand who they are, and who they are is the degree that you can receive from them. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening to me? In other words, here's the principle. Until you know who she is, mm-hmm. she can't tell you who you are. Until Kevin knows who I am, I can't tell them who they are. So you have to have a revelation. Since we're in this place, I'll just go ahead here. One of the questions in my spiritual DNA in this group I had, I asked them one question, I had all of them sit there. I, I had that pastor, I said, who, who, who is he to you? Who is that man to you? Mm-hmm. Remember when Jesus said to Peter, who right is he said now? He said, he said, he said, who do men say I am? Uh-huh. Who do right. men say I am? Come on, man. Come on. And, and Peter said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Uh-huh. Some say you're Elijah, Jeremiah. Yes, sir. Now, why did he pull them out of the hat? He didn't just pull them because he liked them, because there was kindredship of their ministries in Jesus' ministry. Yes, sir. Yes, John on, the Baptist was a five-brimstone preacher. So was Jesus. Uh-huh. Right. Elijah had a miracle ministry. So did Jesus. Come on, man. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. Jesus went well over the city, had the sheep with no shepherds. So it was kindred. Yes, yes sir. Then Jesus took the ticket. Took the thing to another level. Uh-huh. He said, Who do you say I am? All right. Come on now, Hallelujah. See, he was searching for something yeah. he could build on. Jesus. He was looking for something in Peter mm-hmm. to see is there something in Peter that I can build upon? Yes. yes. Peter said, Thou art the Christ. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. You are the anointed one. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Son of the living God. What did Jesus say? Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to me. But my father. So Peter got a revelation of who Christ was. Yes. And from that, Jesus built the church on Peter, one of the pillars of the church. He was searching. Yes. Come on now. Who is he? Jesus. Who is she to you? Who am I to y'all?
See, your, 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 your pastor, I'm using the your spiritual leader, your mother, your father should never have to worry about where you stand as a leader. Come on now, hallelujah. Jesus. Remember when Jesus had preached one sermon, he had the 12, and then there were other eight other 70 that came. Remember that? So he had 82 disciples, and he preached one message except to eat my flesh. And drink my blood. You have no life. And the seven looked at him like, man, we in the cannibalism? So they missed the whole thing. Come on now. Come on, teach it. Why? Because they started questioning his motive. Yes. See, the son never questioned the yes. father's motive. Yes. You never, you can disagree with his father, your father's head, but never disagree with his heart. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Jesus. Ah. And so the seven walked off, and Jesus looked at the twelve. And he had more courage than me because I had 82 members, and seven walked off. I've been trying to rally the twelve. Never yeah, say amen. Huh? Oh. Jesus looked at them, you go also. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, Where are we going to go? Mm -hmm. yeah. You have the words of eternal life. Yes, sir. That's what you call me. Where am I going to go? You have the words of life for me. I'm just a pastor passing through giving you a good little word, but she had the words of life in you. Yes. And listen to me. You can enjoy me for a moment, but I'm going to go home tonight and I ain't going to lose no sleep over you. But she will. That's why you don't exalt nobody above your leader. Say amen. Yeah, I saw it. 
What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so anyway, um, then I love guys from across the country called me, you know, want to talk about my bishop, you know, you know, you see your bishop, you see this here. I told one day he started talking, so I said, I I'll be 300 on him. I said, you need to stop. Yeah. You need to watch the next words that come out of your mouth. Because they may be the last words you speak to me as my friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna come talk to me about my bishop saying so watch slow your road. Jesus. Now, you can either go forward or you can back up. The choice is yours. You back up. But anyway, as the day went on, Bishop called me. Uh, he called me. He said, hey, Pastor Wilder, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. This is my people. He said, you sing all the paper? I said, yeah. He said, well, man, he said, I want to apologize if I called you any type of... Before he called me, there were several other pastors. Actually, we had two or three pastors, key pastors, that just left the fellowship because of what they read mm. on the paper. Never gave him a chance to respond to it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Just left. So he, he, called, he called me this day. And I knew this because somebody said, call him what some of the other guys did. They talked to him. So. But anyway, he said, well, I, I, he, he, said, he, said, he said, I apologize. He said, uh, I said, stop this. I said, stop. Slow, stop right I said, let me tell you something. I said, first of all, let me tell you two things. I said, well, one, you don't have to apologize to me. You're my leader. All right. Your honor is my honor. Your shame is my shame. Come on, Amen. man. Come I'm, on, a, I'm not a fair love friend. Yes. I'm with you. I'm with your heart and soul. Mm -hmm. I said, everything in that article is true. That he guilty of what they said he did is not a game changer for me. Amen. Amen. My Amen. commitment is no different. Say amen. 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 He never violated his wife. He never met no little kids. Nothing like that. Yeah. I, said, so, I, said, I said, so number one. So I want you to know where I stand. I said, number two, Bishop. I said, I'm a pastor. I said, I, 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 I know what this phone call is about. Because I've been there with folks at the church and you know, you trying to call from other folks, make sure everybody, you know, everybody in the pocket, you know. You know, you're trying to see how they see it, you know. They're not done with the So I had to ease this test. Listen, Bishop, you need to call me. I said, I'm with you. I'm here to eat with you. Call some of the other brothers mm. who may need it. I don't need it. Mm. I'm not moved. God put me with you. I'm rock solid. Not solid, but rock. So spend your time and then somewhere else. Call me back when everything's finished and you feel a little better. Say amen. Yeah, amen. But the point is, I, I let him know where I speak. Right? It wasn't his job. It wasn't his job to wonder where Peter was. It's like it's your job. Not let your leader know. Understand. I'm trying to figure out where you are. Amen. He builds your nation. Amen. Second way he builds. He, I'm sorry. The first way he builds is he builds revelation. He gives you revelation of who you are. The second way he builds is he builds by revelation. By relationship, rather. In other words, he, 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 he puts you in, in relationship with someone. So it should be revelation. You get a revelation of who it is. Number two, relation. You build relation. And that relation is built on covenant. We cut covenant together. Mm -hmm. Okay? And you don't dispose of the relationships unless God disposes of them for a covenantal violation. Mm -hmm. But too many times we break covenant based on stuff that's non-covenant altering. Yes. Are you listening to me? Amen. So our destiny arises out of our relationship. So what, what should be your purpose? What should be your purpose? What should be your, your posture? Your posture as a leader in this church should be that of Ruth. 
Come on, baby. You better come on. Yeah. When the roof and Oprah's son, husband's died. And they only told him, y'all can go on back to y'all folk because the husband died and you ain't, I ain't got nothing for you. Oprah kissed him and went on. And they always said, your people are my people. Your God is my God. Where you go, I go. She understood the relationship. Yes, hallelujah. You understand? So that's what relationship does. So you, 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 you solidify the relationship. All of my key leaders, all of my leaders, we cut covenant. Here's what covenant does in a relationship. Covenant is I'll never question your motive if we covenant. Because once you question my motive, then you're saying that my intent is to injure you. Mm, my, 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 my. Come on. See, I can mess with my head and make a mistake. But that's not what my heart. You see? All right now. Jesus. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And we all mess up up here. Mm -hmm. But y'all look at how covenant deals with the heart. Not the moment. Not the so, 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 so when you're in covenant, you should never question your pastor's, your leader's heart or motive. Mm, because if she's a woman of God and a true shepherd mother of a flock, and a shepherd of a flock, it's always to protect the sheep and do right for the sheep. Yeah. Amen. Never. Amen. Never. Amen. 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 <laughs> and the third way God deals, he builds generationally. In other words, he builds the next generation to carry on the vision. <laughs> and he always builds three generations to be Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Okay, I don't want to stay there long because it'll, it'll take away some of the other things I want to do today. So let's just, let's just understand it. Now, I'm going to give you three things that every one of you, every leader, should do in the family and in the church. Three things. Everything I did was in three things. The first thing that every one of us should do is we should all submit. Thank you, sir. We should all submit to leadership. Yes. We should all submit to leadership. Being under authority involves submitting and cooperating with the vision or assignment that God has disposed into another. Mm, that's submission. See, submission is attitude. Hey, come on now. Oh, yes. You, you, come you on can me. submit uh -huh. and not have the right attitude. And all you did was to work, but you didn't have the heart of a servant. Come on now. It's an attitude. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, when I, you know, and when you really understand authority, when you really understand everywhere you go, the first thing you do is you look for, for authority. Mm -hmm. When I walked in the door today, back there, the first time I looked for, who, who do I submit to think I need to go? I met some shit. Now, I couldn't bug it out, but I'm a great doctor. Well, I might go around one. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. She was like, you are a great doctor. You're going back out there and ride on back up the road and go home. They say, the spirit is what I'm saying. But the point is, I look for authority. She said, follow me. And then, and then, and then, I was going to go in. And then she she fucked up authority. She said, my wife said, don't you go, don't stop right now. I said, I'm going to authority. Amen. But you look for it. Are you listening to me? So it involves submission. It's, it's 
have submissiveness, first of all, attitudinal, and second of all, behavioral. But it's always based on an on a, on a inward revelation of the kingdom of God. Because you can't function in the kingdom. And y'all are kingdom ministries, which means you got to understand the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is built on authority and submission. See, think about this here. We quote the scripture all the time. What is it? Matthew. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Come on now. And the righteousness. And all this will be added. And see, we missed that because what we're seeking, he didn't say, he didn't say seek God. Mm. <laughs> seek his face. He said seek my kingdom. My, my. And my kingdom is all about order, yeah. government, yeah. procedure, yeah. protocol, yeah. process. Say yeah. Don't 
see the kingdom. The Holy Spirit does help you see the see the see the kingdom. Yes. Then your church leaders are nothing more than an offense waiting to happen. My Jesus. Jesus. See, you'll get offended because you're not seeing the kingdom. <laughs> My God. Are you Hallelujah, God. Come on. Now. So submit to submit to nature. What does scripture say? Let's look at let's look, let's look at a quick scripture. And we go, uh, I believe Hebrews got that. Go on Hebrews. Go on Hebrews. Uh I'll be as mine as it? Oh yes, amen. Okay, so I need to make work your time this Saturday afternoon. <laughs> All right. Hebrews 13, verse 17. Very brief that scripture. It says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. Submit yourselves. See, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Now, some of you may not, well, it's not necessarily, some people may not have a problem submitting to the higher authority, and that's Dr. Kim. But then at the same token, if you don't want to submit to the other leaders in the church. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> help us out. Because you know, you know that spirit says, "Look, your daddy made you the boss." <laughs> well, if you disobey someone that she's put in authority, you've also disobeyed the one who put them in authority. Yes, amen. Come on, with it. See, you can't just obey me. Disrespect first lady or disrespect the elder right here. They speak for me. The command, say amen. Huh? amen. Uh, See, here's the deal. Here's the deal. See, we don't understand this here. You know, and we sing a song. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. Can I walk close to the Lord? You ain't a bit more soldier. Come on, man. Hallelujah. Why? Because a, a real soldier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Obeys orders from any. Yes. 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 Whether he know or not, we see stripes coming off his own deck. If the U.S. Army, if the U.S. Army folks like the army of the church, we we we, we lose every battle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 I mean, we 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 just gonna ever call a half army. Oh my God! Because Paul stayed in jail so much, he needed to be 
around because the jails went, he saw the Roman soldiers. They were the best in the world. He saw their discipline. He saw their commitment. He saw how they did things. He said, man, no boys is bad. And that's how Christians are. You're a good soldier of Jesus Christ. When he said that statement, you do the research. It was, he was looking at Roman soldiers. Yes, My God. Yes, he was. Come on. Church Jesus. Come on now. <laughs> because here's what we think. I know the pastor be 11 o'clock, but you know what? They're going to have praise and worship. <laughs> That's 30 minutes, say amen. If you know what they're going to do, they're going to talk a few minutes, say amen. Then we're going to take offering. Pastor, they're going to build about 12, 15. I know. That's what Get up in the morning. 
and y'all make me sing. Disciples that, that Michelangelo drew with Jesus around and that Lord Soto, and you think that's an apostle. Bill, Bill Michelangelo's cousins and relatives and uncles, he made them leave their pictures for that shit. Yes, amen. Who's the thought? Come on now. Now, hmm. but you know, so we can't get to church on time. We're soldiers. My God. Soldiers think different. Mm-hmm. Remember years ago when we first went to the first Gulf War? Somebody said, why are they sending our boys over to the, uh, over, over there to fight them, uh, them, them, them out in that desert? Why don't they get these men out of prison and send them over there? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I saw somebody in my church out there. I saw somebody in my church sitting there. I said, what? You mean you want to send Willie Lee over there? <laughs> 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 I saw somebody got Willie Lee out He used Episcopal. 
He gives vision to one person. Yes, come on now. Yes, amen. He gives vision to a leader. And he tells the leader write the vision. And your job is to read the vision and run with it. What? You make it happen. Now, how's that work in a real life situation? It's her job to get vision for this house. It's my job to get vision for mine. Amen. You don't compare vision. Because okay. everybody has a vision of grace upon them. That's what the kingdom about. It's about diversity. Yes. Okay. So you can't come and say, well, oh, that covenant, they doing this. Well, that's fine. That's because it's kind of like I'm a kid. You know, I, I, my mama made us go to church. That's back in the day, you know, when your mama made us go to church. <laughs> you know, those two places we going to church and school. Yeah. Right. You know, we come in on Sunday morning. Here's a book. Mama, I don't feel like going to church. You got to put that in If she thought you thought we were going to church. Yes. Don't be doing today, Clint. We didn't have kids church back then. We didn't put kids out too flat. This kid's church back then. Kids in the back. Your mom's in the front. You making noise? She ain't in the back.
But when you got to chapter, first Samuel chapter 14, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a good read that whole chapter, chapter, chapter 14. I don't have time to read the whole chapter, but I love verse 7. Look what it says in verse 7. It says, well, sorry, verse 6, it says, it says, and Jonathan said to the young man, the bear's mama, come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For there's no restraint to the Lord to save by many or save by few. So here the leader was given a, 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 a directive to his armor, but hey man, let's go on. I know we outnumbered, but let's go in anyway and show ourselves. And it may be that the Lord may save by many or the Lord save by few. So the vision was we're gonna go and unveil ourselves now. And look what the armor bearer said. The armor bearer said, he said, he said, and the armor bearer, and then the armor bearer said to him, do all that is in thy heart. Turn thee, behold, I'm with thee according to my heart. You know, the armor said, David, I mean, Jonathan, you do whatever's in your heart. Mm. I'm with thee, heart and soul. Yes, huh? And that's got to be your, 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 your posture toward your leader. Their posture to me is it, 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 Dr. Wild, Dr. Curie, do all that's in your heart. Mm. Yes, I don't know what's in your heart, but I trust you, say amen. Yes, amen. I don't know what you think. I don't know what your desire is. But I Yeah. Everybody wants to serve. 
because you see the privilege to serve in the kingdom. When you serve in the house of God, you don't kingdom work. It's a privilege about service. Some years ago, back in my bishop, should I serve you all? We were having a round table. And we were going to have an intimate round table. And we were, he was inviting some heavyweights in to come sit at this round table. Guys like Jake's and different ones to talk to us on the intimate level. Bishop Long, back in the day, he was always there. So I had to write the letters to these guys. So my secretary, Murray at the time, we was at the church writing, and I had finished the letters. And we had created some stationery, you know, for our, our, for our organization. But we had one problem. I wrote the letters for the bishop, put it down there, put the, you know, for the signature, had, had, you know, his greatest bishop, Robert Jackson, but we didn't have the signature. Mm -hmm. And the letter dated the email. Mm -hmm. And so, then you learn, so what you gonna do? I said, I'm not going to forge the bishop's name. All right. I said, if I'm serving, I do it right. I called the bishop. I said, Bishop, how you doing? What are you, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing. I'm, I said, is your day filled up? He said, no. I said, okay, good. I said, it's, 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 I said, it's uh, 11.30 Birmingham time, 12.30 Atlanta time. I'll be at your church at a quarter to three. I got the letters I need you to sign. I got in my car. I drove all the way to Atlanta. To get him to sign five letters. And we got to the church. He had another, he had, he had, he had another bishop with who also at that time taught leadership. And uh, he came over and we met. I said, Bishop, I need your letter. I need your address. I'm your signal to your letters to these guys. I need to go to the post office in Atlanta. So they have an Atlanta postmark on your letters also. All right, then. You're going to serve. You're going to serve it all the way. And the other guy said, You drove all the way from Birmingham? Just to get him to sign these letters? I said, that's the commitment. That's the commitment. He said, Bishop, that's the leader right now. And I didn't ask Bishop, Bishop, you know, that that fellow is replacing with gas, you know? I need some gas. I didn't ask no gas, right? I've been home. I went back. You know, it touched his heart deeply. Now, and you know what? And the next time I saw him, he said, wow, he said, man, you took me so deeply that he shook my hand and gave me a Holy Ghost handshake with $300 in it. You need some more than a sign or something? But that's the commitment. And it touched my sector enough that it showed up. Pastor just talked, preached this stuff. He lives it. He drove way to his mouth just to get a letter sign. When he could afford the bishop's name and the guys going to would have known. Serve. So you should serve now. That's the sacrifice. See, we have people today that want, can I have about 15 more minutes? Yes, we have people, they want to serve at their own convenience. If it don't get them out of their comfort zone, it doesn't, you know, no, serving is, 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 is a sacrifice. But the service gets promotion. Let me share what I'm talking about. Come on now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, all right, I'll get through all this. This is so good. Jesus. Uh, go to, go to, go to, go to, go to uh, num Exodus chapter 24. Exodus 24. Exodus chapter 24. And I want you to look in chapter 24. I think we're going to look 
We're going to look at in the, somewhere around verse, somewhere around verse 13. I think it's going to start at uh, Exodus. You there? Okay. Wait on me. I'm not. Exodus 13. Y'all get my discovery? All right. Okay. All right. Exodus 13. All right. I'm going to say 24. Okay. Let's look at Exodus 13. Exodus 24. And verse. And Moses rose up. Look at verse 13. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the mouth of God. And said, and he said to the elders, tarry here for us until we come again to you. And let me show you why that's deep, right? Let me show you why that's deep. Because I could take you back to Exodus 19. Skip back to Exodus 19, right? Because I need to show you to prove something. Go ahead, 19. In Exodus 19, look at verse number 12. Look at verse number 12. Look what he says to him. He says, And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, He comes down unto the mountain. Take heed to yourselves that you go not up unto the mountain. Don't go up the mountain or touch the border of it. For whosoever touches it, you ain't got to go, if you just touch it, shall be put to death. Verse 13, there shall not be a hand to touch it, or he shall be stoned, or shot through, whether it be beast or man. If your dog go up the mountain, your dog will die. My Jesus. Yet in Exodus 24, God, God tells Moses to come up, and Moses tells his minister, Joshua, to come with him. Now, this word minister here is the Hebrew word shalaf. It means to attend to a menial job. It means to serve. It, it, it includes activities of a domestic serving, servant, serving a high-ranking official. Yes. So it's not, when it's at minister, it's not like he was Moses' preacher. Mm -hmm. He was his servant. Yeah. He was serving Moses with yeah. many things. Mm. Maybe carrying Moses' water. Maybe carrying Moses' case. I don't know. But it wasn't that important when he was serving. Yes, amen. And so when Moses goes to the mountain, guess what? The one who's serving is to go with him. The elders couldn't go. Come on now. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the one serving. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to skip up to another third. The third thing that I'm going to talk about is getting past the spirit, okay? So now let me break that down right here for you right here. Cause, Cause this is deep. So now, so Moses go up the mountain, and he takes Joshua with him, and Joshua doesn't die. With God, so if anybody touches the mountain, they don't die. <laughs> now this created for me, Pastor Cure, not Cure, some serious theological issues and problems. Because how many y'all know three things God don't do? God don't lie. God don't tell jokes. And God don't play games. All right. You don't do no three things. But so if he don't lie, he said, anybody touch the mountain, they're going to die. And yet Joshua goes up and he doesn't die. That's a problem. Come on now. We got theological issues. So, and I, I just can't walk away from that and just say, okay, well, I need to know. I got to know. 
So I begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, what's happening? There's something here I'm missing. There's something here I'm missing. And I, I did this for months trying to find why did Joshua not die? He was Moses' servant. And God took him. And he showed him the power of servant, but also to show he didn't die. And then one day in prayer. But I wasn't even thinking about this. I wasn't even studying this. I was on something else. And, I, and, and the Lord said, Joshua, the scripture of Joshua, the scripture you want to know about Joshua. I said, yes, what is it? Now, this, is, this is what the Spirit of God gave me. You can agree with this group. You get a bell and I said, yo, from right now, we're going to move back. He said, no, he's, 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 he's wrong. He's the I am spirit. And I do everything that I do, I do it on the spirit. Yes, hallelujah. I said, yes. He said, so the reason why Joshua didn't die mm -hmm. is because Joshua had so much of the spirit of Moses that when I looked in the mountain, mm -hmm. I only saw Moses. <laughs> When I look on the keyboard, I see Ronald Wilder. When I look at the praise team, I see Ronald Wilder. When I look at the ushers, I see Ronald Wilder. They all got your spirit, so the problem we got is we got too many people in key places that don't have our spirit. And we're spewing out something that doesn't come from the head. So that when you go to do something, you don't do it how you want to do it. The first part is how the pastor wants it. Yeah. You walk in the church and you'll see somebody, oh no, we need to get this straight. Pastor ain't gonna lie, that's a cup right there. Oh, pastor ain't gonna cup right there. That cup got to go check it out. I'm gonna get the cup myself. You can have a different style, but not a different spirit. Yeah. Uh -huh. Mr. Morris, that was saying, they all preach in my church. They all don't help. We all got different styles. But if you want to sit down here and close your eyes and get past the voice, you would think you're listening to me. Because all of them have a different style, they don't have a different spirit. So learn your pastor's spirit. And when you get their spirit, you get to know what they're thinking. You get to know what they're feeling. And you can be ahead of the game. Joshua had Moses' spirit. Yes. Elisha was out buying sheep one day. And Elijah walked by. And threw his mantle on him. And Elisha said, Whoa! Let me go home and kiss mom and dad, and I'll come follow you. Oh, yes, amen. It's in 2 Kings. I mean, 1 Kings. 
Matter of fact, go to 1 Kings 19. Because I have to show you this here. 1 Kings 19. Y'all get as mine as it? I promise I'll be doing it a minute. It's good. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting blessed. Yes, amen. Good Lord. I'm getting so blessed. I'm going to call my business lady. Now you come serve me. Let me watch your car. And I can do so much. I don't say it right now. Because the way up in the kingdom is to serve. See, service goes up. Honor comes down. So you serve the vision of the leader. And serve the leader. Then the leader comes back and place our honor upon you. And the whole crew is recognizing Bless them. And hallelujah. Are you listening? Yes. You with me? You got numbers now. Got 19. Look what it says. Verse 19 of chapter 19 of 1 Kings. So Elijah he departed this and found Elijah, son of Sapath, who was following, who was following the trail of your of oxen. Now, for you had a trail of oxen they were following. And most folk had one oxen. If they had two, it was one yoke, so he had, that's two at most. But if you got 12, you big balling. So if life came from where you think, okay? There was no trail of oxen, they were balling. They want to let you know, okay? So he didn't leave, he didn't leave your pole house. Come on down. He left his inheritance, I want you to know. All right. And, and look what it says. It says, and he passed by him, Elijah passed by him, and cast a mantle on him. And Elisha, he left the oxen and ran out the Elijah and said to him, Let me, I pray, they kiss my father and my mother, and I will follow thee. And he said to him, Go back again. What have I done unto thee? Verse 21. And he returned back to him and took a yoke of oxen, slew them, and boiled their flesh with instruments of oxen, and gave it to the people and they did eat. And then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. The word minister there is the exact same word Moses ministered Joshua. Serve. Amen. A yeah. menial job. But no important thing. And we know it's a menial job because when we get to 2 Kings, after serving Elijah, we come to a place where Elijah said, Well, what can I do for you? You serve me. What can I do for you? He's not going to double force in your spirit. So you can't get the person's anointing unless you serve them. Come on. Come on now. You can't stand a distance. You gotta walk up close. You gotta hang out late when she hang out late. You gotta go where she go. Can't yes. say amen. Huh? Yes. See, you want you want to get the anointing, but you don't want to pay the price. Yes. You want to stay home while others have to go and follow. Say amen. Because you told Elijah, hey, I gotta go to Jericho. You stay here. As the Lord interviewed that I will not go wherever you go where I'm going. And so after civil service, you know, they gotta be told to stay. Yes, sir. Not begged to go. That's a good one, right? Don't say that again. Serving up, he told to stay, not begged to go. Yeah. But he got his anointing because he had served him. Yeah. And then there came a time when the kings of Israel had got in trouble in 2 Kings, I think it's chapter 3, they got in trouble. They won't find their trip, but I'm just telling you, they got in trouble. And they, because they were, the Assyrians were, 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 were coming against them. And, and, they, and, and they, these kings that came against them and host out them to know what they were going to do. And then one said, man, we need a word from God. Is that anybody is there a prophet around who I can inquire on the Lord from? And what does the Bible say? Very important scripture. It, well, I didn't show it to you. <laughs> second king, second king, right quick. Second king. Yes. Second king. Don't learn long. I'm gonna be out of here. I'm gonna be out of here. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I hope you guys have me back sometime. 
carry all of this. And you don't get it. You don't grab it. Somebody whose heart is where it needs to be, who's promptly related, you don't have to be just one person. Thank you. 